You're listening to Trivia Time, the podcast quiz show. Each week we present a pub quiz style program with four rounds of varying themes consisting of eight questions each, in addition to a music round and bonus anagram. If you'd like, we have a PDF scoring sheet available on our website, TriviaTimePodcast.com, which you can use to answer along. Each correct answer will be worth one point unless specified otherwise. Similar to a pub quiz experience, we serve up a fun mix of trivia as well as friendly banter. Get together with your trivia team or play solo, at home, or on the go because it's trivia time. Welcome to episode 214 of Trivia Time, the podcast quiz show. Halloween bonus. I am your host, Kelly Scarin, and I am joined by our quiz master, Ricky Slime. <laughs> Inhabiting all the Halloween characters at once. I love it. Mm-hmm. Many inner beasts are being unleashed all at once right now for you all. <laughs> Hi, Kelly. Hello. You know, this morning I actually took a Halloween-themed hot yoga class. What does that look like? Explain. So a very sassy yoga instructor was wearing a cape and he had haunted slants on all of the poses. So instead of downward dog, we did downward werewolf and howled, you know? Oh, okay. Sure, sure. Love it. Creaky crescent pose. (laughs) (laughs) That's incredible. (laughs) Yeah, it was pretty funny. Been doing a lot of hot yoga though because it's cold out and it's cozy. I'm very excited for this Halloween episode, though. You know how I feel about Halloween. You love it. And this is one of your favorite episodes all year. I love it. You know I'm goth light, Mm -hmm. if you will. 365, not just on October 31st. (laughs) Yep. Year round. We are bringing the spooky stuff to you all this episode. We even have a bonus round at the end of the episode. It is a music connection round. Love throwing those on from time to time for special occasions. We also had a festive jack-o'-lantern-themed visual round up on our website. It's actually still up if you have not taken a look, but those answers will be coming at you next week. It is called Gord Grief. (laughs) Pretty cool stuff. Also, a few listeners to give a shout-out to. Thank you so much for leaving five-star reviews. Catherine and David, Fraggle Smurf, Kevin JHC, and Snist Lynn. It's always nice to see those pop up. So thank you so much for taking the time. Woohoo! Also a handful of new patrons. A big warm welcome to Lee, Tyler, Isaiah, Andrew, and Albert. Thanks, guys. Thanks, y'all. And then just one more thing before we get going. A big warm happy birthday to baby number two, a.k.a. Katie. Love that nickname. Yeah. Shout out to baby one and two. (laughs) (laughs) All right. It's time to get to our bonus anagram of the week. This will be due at the end of our program after we reveal the answers to round six. So you have plenty of time to work on it. Our bonus anagram this week is male slots. M-A-L-E-S-L-O-T-S. And the question that goes with this anagram is, what 1975 Stephen King horror novel involves a man who returns to his childhood home to discover that the residents are vampires? Hate it when that happens. (laughs) Moving on to round one. Kicking off our festive episode, round number one is called Halloweeners. Where my witch is at. 
Happy haunting this Halloween-themed spooky general knowledge round is all that and a bag of newts. <laughs> Question number one. In the first two films in the Halloween franchise, Michael Myers wears a Captain Kirk mask painted white. The mask was made from a cast of what actor's face? Question number two. What popular wafer candy can be found in sake and matcha flavors in Japan? Question number three. In Halloween folklore, the Will-O-The-Wisp describes an atmospheric light without a known source and is also known as what term still used today for carved and lit pumpkins. Question number four. According to Google's Frightgeist, two superhero costumes were included in the top 10 most popular costumes for 2022. One has been portrayed by Margot Robbie and the other by Tobey Maguire in multiple films. List both superhero characters for a point. Question number five. Due to a shortage of sugar rations, trick-or-treating was temporarily banned during the 1940s in the U.S. due to what war? Question number six. What horror film famous for its shower scene was the first mainstream film to show a toilet being flushed? Question number seven. In recent years, enforced curfews and age limits for trick-or-treaters caught controversy in the city of Newport News, a city in the Commonwealth of what U.S. state? Question number eight. In the Halloween animated classic, It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, Charlie Brown expresses disappointment when discovering he received what item while trick-or-treating instead of candy? We'll give you a few seconds of music to wrap things up before we move on to the answers. Here are the answers for round one, Halloweeners. Question number one. In Halloween, Michael Myers wears a Captain Kirk mask made from a face cast of William Shatner. It really is a scary looking mask. I don't like it. Yeah, I hate it. I think the filmmakers just like went and got a cheap mask at a store is how this came about. Well, it worked. It was effective. Super creepy. You know what would be funny is if William Shatner just painted his face white and went as Mike Myers, <laughs> right? <laughs> totally. Life imitating art. Now that's Holly Weird. Whoa. <laughs> Question number two. The popular wafer candy that can be found in sake and matcha flavors in Japan is... Kit Kat. It's not a no for me. No, I've had the matcha. It's delicious. If you live in a place that has H-Marts or Daiso's, there's a lot of that Japanese import candy that you can find that's pretty tasty. My kids drag me to Daiso constantly, and I love it as much as they do. <laughs> yeah, drag you or... <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> Question number three. 
In folklore, the Will o' the Wisp is also known as jack o' lanterns. So even though Halloween's right around the corner for us, we have not carved any pumpkins because it's like 80 degrees. Ugh, too hot. Yeah, it gets real nasty real fast. So we painted on some pumpkins. Pretty cool. (laughs) (laughs) But a fun fact is originally people carved turnips instead of pumpkins. So there you go. Just a little root veg. It seems really tricky. Yeah, much smaller canvas. More precise. Question number four. The two superhero costumes included in the top 10 most popular costumes for 2022 were Harley Quinn and Spider-Man. Man, there are always so many busted versions of Harley Quinn. (laughs) I honestly love it. It's hilarious. (laughs) I know. Me too. Just these ill-fitting flammable numbers. These really awkward kids are wearing and it says things like, Daddy's little monster. For sure. (laughs) Oh dear. Question number five. Trick or treating was temporarily banned during the 1940s in the U.S. due to World War II. Womp womp. Bummer. Question number six. The horror film that was the first mainstream film to show a toilet being flushed is Psycho. Hot take. What if she was screaming in the shower because somebody flushed the toilet and the water went real cold real fast? (laughs) No (laughs) knives needed. (laughs) Question number seven. Curfews and age limits for trick-or-treaters caught controversy in Newport News, a city in Virginia. Who's the buzzkill behind this garbage? Right? Who's that mad? Whenever I have teenagers trick-or-treat at my house and whatnot, I just don't care. I just give them candy. Like, they could be up to a lot worse. Exactly. (laughs) Come on. Have a heart. Question number eight. In It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, in lieu of trick-or-treat candy, Charlie Brown receives rocks. So sad. I hate this part. Me too, but I love this show. I remember as a kid, I just started crying when he got rocks. Like, I just didn't understand the injustice of it all, you know? Oh, baby. Yeah, he's a good boy. Like, who would do that? Who are these neighbors? Sure, it is unjust, yeah. I'm mad. (laughs) Moving on to round two. Round number two is our audio round. This one is called Boo Bops. Bust out your monstrous moves on the dance floor with these tunes from the tomb. This music round features recent hits with spooky titles. You will get a half point for song title and a half point for recording artist. One. You gotta laugh at the stupidity Cause I've made some real big mistakes But you make the worst one look fine I should have known it strange you only come out in night two hey, this ain't the latest i could get on you bitches send wires on wires on wires like idris you lucky that i don't take back what was given i can have you on payment plan to your hundred and fifty three I can keep it chill like the Sobeyan Blunt. I'ma keep it real when your man long gone. If you're looking for a friend, then you got the wrong song. Baby girl, what's good? What's with ya? If you put 
tonight, that's fiction. I'm outside, no pictures. You want me, go figure. To the back, to the front. You a 10, baby girl, but I don't know why. Four. Still a fan, even though it's salty. Hate to see you with some other brother. Answers for round two, Boobops. Song number one was Vampire by Olivia Rodrigo. Bleed me dry like a goddamn vampire. Song number two was Slime You Out by Drake featuring SZA. Slime you out, slime you out, slime you out. Song number three was Little Boo Thang by Paul Russell. You my little boo thang, so I'll give a hoot. Song number four was Kill Bill by SZA. Song number five was Bad Dream by Cannons. Song number six was Creepin' by Metro Boomin' featuring 21 Savage and The Weeknd. Song number seven was Unholy by Sam Smith featuring Kim Petras. And song number eight was Paint the Town Red by Doja Cat. There are some good jams on this list. Solid list. Send me this playlist. (laughs) Millennials definitely had an upper hand. With this playlist, for sure, all these songs have come out in the last year or two. All new songs. But I just want to say, I love that song, Lil Boo Thing. Yeah, that's good. It's a bop. It's so fun. I've started calling Chester, my little dog, Lil Boo Thing. He loves it, too. Honestly, makes sense. He is a little boo thing. He is. I love Unholy. It's so dramatic. <laughs> I know. It's just so good. It's so good. It's so gay. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's the best. 
You saw them perform that on SNL. Yes. I died. When Kim Petras came out of the skirt, I was like, ugh. I knew she was in there. I called it right away. I was like, oh, she going to pop out of that dress like a birthday cake. <laughs> Give it. I loved it. Yeah, super fun. SZA is on top of the world. She's killing it. So is Olivia Rodrigo. Love her new song, Bad Idea, right? Ugh, it's so good. Yeah, she's great. She is much more than a one album wonder. Mm-hmm. That girl's doing it. For sure. And Cannons, I'm a big fan of that group. So just some great stuff on this list. Very fun. We definitely didn't have to dig too far in the tomb, though. Most of these hits are on the radio right now, so... <laughs> Moving on to round three. Round number three is called Legendary. It is a blurry line between fact and fiction with this distorted but fascinating round on cryptids and urban legends. Question number one. What spooky urban legend involving a mirror shares a name with a cocktail as well as a Lady Gaga hit? Question number two. The sporty urban legend Curse of the Bambino was linked to the failure of what MLB team to win the World Series in the 86-year period from 1918 to 2004? Question number three. An urban legend and conspiracy theory alleged that what member of the Beatles died in 1966 and was replaced by a lookalike? Question number four. What East Coast cryptid has provided inspiration for both a Bruce Springsteen song and a professional NHL hockey team name? Question number five. With prominent sightings in the 1960s, what winged humanoid creature that shares a name with a Watchmen character has been credited with the Silver Bridge collapse in West Virginia? Question number six. Alien conspiracies associated with the Roswell incident and the flying disc craze surfaced in what decade that also gave the world Starman David Bowie? Question number seven. Adapted from 4chan lingo, what is the name for a horror-related legend that has been shared around the internet? The term rose to prominence in wake of the Slenderman character. Question number eight. The 2023 film Chupa follows a scientist hunting down a chupacabra in San Xavier. What Heathers and Mr. Robot actor portrays the scientist? We'll give you a few seconds of music to wrap things up before we move on to the answers. Here are the answers for round three, legendary. Question number one. The spooky urban legend involving a mirror that shares a name with a cocktail is Bloody Mary. 
You know, it's funny because I put the Lady Gaga song Bloody Mary on round two initially because I thought it was a new song because it was all over the radio about six months ago. And then when I looked it up, it's actually like a 10-year-old song that just had a resurgence because it was on TikTok with Jeanette Ortega from Wednesday dancing to it. Oh, mm -hmm. question number two. The sporty urban legend Curse of the Bambino was linked to the failure of the... Boston Red Sox. Love a good sports urban legend. <laughs> what? <laughs> Haunted jockstraps. <laughs> Question number three. The Beatles member at the center of a conspiracy theory that he died in 1966 is Paul McCartney. Too much drugs, y'all. Mm -hmm. He's going to outlive them all, so it's silly. <laughs> <laughs> Question number four. The cryptid that an NHL hockey team was named after is the New Jersey Devil. More sports in our urban legend round. Who knew? Look at us. So sporty. Who knew athletics was such a spooky genre? <laughs> <laughs> Question number five. The winged humanoid creature that shares a name with a Watchmen character is... Mothman. The legend that Mothman just like popped up and took down a whole bridge is really funny to me for some reason. I know. Honestly, it's like a fun urban legend. This is a silly one. Had nothing to do with poor infrastructure. Let's go. And that town has really milked it. Like there's like a Mothman statue. There's all kinds of stuff. Sure. Yeah. All the souvenirs. Question number six. Alien conspiracies associated with the Roswell incident and the flying disc craze surfaced in the 1940s. And that's when aliens were a theory, a conspiracy, if you will. And now we're all just like, yeah, they're here. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Not news. Cool. Question number seven. The name for a horror-related legend that has been shared around the internet is Creepypasta. What is that name based on? It's weird, right? It is weird. Internet lore is weird, though. Yeah, well, I Googled it, and then I just got scared of the images that popped up. I was like, I'm good. <laughs> but a fun fact is I packed some creepy pasta in my kid's lunch today. It was actually Halloween-shaped noodles. Scary. That I mixed with pesto. Really scary. Different form of creepy pasta. Apparently, it is a portmanteau of the words creepy and copy pasta. Copy pasta denotes viral copy and pasted text. There you have it. Question number eight. The 2023 Netflix film Chupa follows a scientist hunting down a chupacabra portrayed by Christian Slater. Moving on to round four. So we've had some legends, we've had some lore, we've had some boobops, and now I'm ready for some treats, Kelly. Mm, my favorite part. Round number four goes out to patron Patricia, as well as her co-workers. She works at Coca Dots Bakery, which has two locations on the East Coast, and they are three-time Cupcake Wars winners, so that's pretty impressive. This round is called Sweet Things. Bust out your piping bags and gnash your sweet teeth with this delicious round on cakes and cupcakes. Thanks, Patricia. Question number one. What Care Bear character has a cupcake graphic on its tummy? Question number two. Founded in 1930 in Texas, what bakery products distributor and manufacturer of products including ding-dongs and zingers sell over 600 million cupcakes annually. 
Question number three. Ironically, with origins in the United States, a layered chocolate cake filled and topped with coconut pecan frosting is known as what? Question number four. Todd Cupcake is a recurring character from Candy Kingdom in what popular fantasy animated Cartoon Network series that follows the main characters Finn and Jake? Question number five. Typically topped with a lighter glacé icing than the traditional American buttercream frosting, what are cupcakes more commonly referred to as in the UK? Question number six. The phrase, let them eat cake, is associated with, but not confirmed to ever have been delivered by what queen who was executed in 1793? Question number seven. California-based rock band Cake scored a 1996 hit with their cover of what Gloria Gaynor disco classic? Question number eight. Candace Nelson, a star judge on the Food Network series Cupcake Wars, founded what cupcake bakery chain in Beverly Hills in 2005? We'll give you a few seconds of music to wrap things up before we move on to the answers. Here are the answers for round four, sweet things. Question number one. The Care Bear character that has a cupcake graphic on its tummy is Birthday Bear. Y'all know how Kelly and I feel about Care Bears. Thumbs up. Cute. We love them. Sure do. <laughs> so cute. Question number two. The bakery products distributor with products including Ding Dongs and Zingers is Hostess. Who's like, let's call this one a ding-dong. Hey, they're delicious. I know, they're bad good. I'm not mad at these snack cakes. Yeah, they're so bad good. Like, when you want just pure... Lard. Preservative. Sweet lard. Yep, this is where you go. You know, I'm not a huge coconut fan, but the snowballs... Oh, so good. I love how they look, how they're just neon pink. They look very mid-century modern. Ugh. Yeah, they look so 50s. Gorgeous. Love it. Friend of the show. <laughs> All the coconut dots ladies are like cringing. Totally. We like good cake too, to be clear. We do, we do. You know, there's, there's a certain affection for those bad gas station treats. <laughs> Question number three. The layered chocolate cake filled and topped with coconut pecan frosting is known as German chocolate cake. So this kind of blew my mind that German chocolate cake wasn't German. I know, right? And it's hilarious because a fun fact is it was actually developed by an American baker named Samuel German, hence the name German chocolate cake. The more you know. Mm -hmm. Question number four. Todd Cupcake is a recurring character from the animated series Adventure Time. Question number five. Cupcakes are more commonly referred to in the UK as fairy cakes. I love it. That's cute. It is cute, but cupcakes to me makes more sense because it's just like a little cup. Yeah, for sure. Question number six. 
The phrase, let them eat cake, is associated with, but not confirmed to ever have been delivered by Marie Antoinette. Not only is it not confirmed, it is suspected that instead of let them eat cake, she actually said let them eat brioche, which is just like sweet bread. Not quite the same ring to it. No frosting. <laughs> I'm a frosting kid. I always call dibs on the corner pieces. And I am not a frosting kid, which is why we're a perfect pair. Yay. <laughs> Question number seven. California-based rock band Cake scored a 1996 hit with their cover of the disco classic. I will survive. At first I was afraid, I was petrified. I kept thinking I could never live without you by my side. It's a pretty good one. I think I've thrown that on a smothered and covered round at some point. But yeah, yeah, we have. Question number eight. Candace Nelson, a star judge on Cupcake Wars, founded the cupcake bakery chain Sprinkles. Sprinkles is great. Quality stuff. They've got vending machines. Yummy, yummy. Is it good? Like, how do they preserve it and keep it fresh? I have no idea. I don't ask about the science of the vending machine. I'm skeptical. It's not a no, though. Moving on to round five. So as always, round number five is our connection round. It is a series of seven seemingly unrelated questions and answers that are somehow connected. So the answer to number eight will be the connection. Question number one. Tamatoa from Moana and Sebastian from The Little Mermaid are animated Disney characters that are both what type of animal? Question number two. What repetitive exercise is performed by hopping into a position with the legs spread wide and the hands going overhead, sometimes in a clap, and then returning to a position with the feet together and arms at the sides? Question number three. With Dracula donning an extreme version, what is the name for a V-shaped point in the hairline in the center of the forehead? Question number four. Included on their album Rio, what 1982 Duran Duran hit features lyrics inspired by the fairy tale Little Red Riding Hood. Question number five. Speaking of fairy tales, Charlize Theron starred opposite Kristen Stewart in what 2012 fantasy film based on a story by the Brothers Grimm? Question number six. What medium to large purse style is characterized by a crescent shape, slouchy material and posture, and a shoulder strap? Question number seven. Wimbledon is the world's oldest tennis tournament and the only Grand Slam event played on what type of court? It's connection time. And question number eight is the connection between the answers for questions one through seven. We're going to give you a few seconds of music to wrap things up before we move on to the answers. And just as a reminder, the bonus anagram will be due at the end of this round. Thank you.
Here are the answers for round five, our connection round. Question number one. Sebastian from The Little Mermaid is a crab. A little grouchy crab. Sure is. Question number two. The repetitive hopping exercise with hands going overhead, sometimes in a clap, are jumping jacks. No thanks, I'm good. Tiring. <laughs> Not a friend of the show. Question number three. The term for a V-shaped point in the hairline in the center of the forehead is a widow's peak. Question number four. The 1982 Duran Duran hit that features lyrics inspired by the fairy tale Little Red Riding Hood is Hungry Like the Wolf. Oh, oh. <laughs> sorry. Don't be a sorry. Question number five. Charlize Theron starred opposite Kristen Stewart in the 2012 fantasy film Snow White and the Huntsman. I was just shipping them the entire film. Oh, absolutely. And then when that didn't pan out, I was like, hmm, bummer. Queer baiting. <laughs> Consider me baited. Hook, line, and sinker. <laughs> Question number six. Whoa, Kelly. What was that? Oh, sorry, my cauldron of creepy pasta was bubbling over. Let me tend to it. Grab the pesto. <laughs> now that you've gotten that under control, I think it was a triple tater. You know what? I think you're right. If you answer this question correctly, you will receive three points instead of one. The purse style, characterized by a slouchy crescent shape and a shoulder strap, is a hobo bag. Not a very glamorous name. Seems not PC. <laughs> I know, right? Question number seven. Wimbledon is the only Grand Slam event played on grass. So we'll accept grass or grass court. You know, this seems really hard. It seems like a tennis ball bouncing off grass would react a lot differently than a smooth court surface. This is wild. Yeah, you'd have to train totally differently. Yeah, I had a nightmare recently that I was trying to play pickleball in the sand. That would be hard. No, thank you. Yes, especially because you have to let it bounce. That's right, yeah. At the beginning of every rally, you need to let it bounce, so it would basically just die in the sand. <laughs> <laughs> question number eight. The answer to question number eight is the connection between the answers for questions one through seven, and we had answers like... Crab. Jumping jacks. Widow's peak. Hungry like the wolf. Snow White and the Huntsman, Hobo Bag, and Grass. And all of these answers include types of spiders. Yeek! Not a friend of the show. No, I don't like spiders. No. You know what type of spider I would be, Kelly? Mm, what spider? A recluse. <laughs> I would be. Cute. <laughs> it's not even a joke. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. They're the deadly ones, though. Mm-hmm. Don't mess with me. Just kidding. <laughs> I tried to put together something that was loosely tied to Halloween themed, but wasn't obvious. You know what I mean? A little bit tricky, though. Well, you know, we have to challenge them sometimes. Mm-hmm. Moving on to round six. As we mentioned earlier, round six will be a music connection round. This is a round of seven seemingly unrelated songs that are somehow connected. So the answer to number eight will be the connection, which is worth one point. And for number one through seven, you must list both the recording artist as well as the song title for a half point each. 
one. Gonna find you and make you yeah. want me. Now that I escape, sleep, walk away. Yeah. Those who yeah. correlate know the world they kick. Jail bars ain't golden gates. Those who fake, they break. When they meet their 400 pound mate, if I could rule the world, everyone would have a... Two. It's connection time, and question number eight is the connection between the answers for questions one through seven. Here are the answers for round six, our music connection round. Song number one was Ready or Not by the Fugees. Song number two was Misery by Maroon 5. Song number three was Scream by Michael and Janet Jackson. Song number four was Basket Case by Green Day. Song number five was Psycho by Post Malone featuring Ty Dollar Sign. Song number six was Eyes Without a Face by Billy Idol. Song number seven was Smile by Katy Perry. And the answer to question number eight is the connection between those song titles. 
And all of those song titles included a title of a scary movie. Yikes. Psycho making a comeback in the quiz. There you go. It's an influential one. There's some old scary movies on this list and some newer ones. Not having seen all of them because I'm a wimp. I would just like to say that I love the movie Misery. Kathy Bates is so good. Yeah, that is a good one. Yeah, for sure. I'm a wimp too, so I can't even talk about these really. (laughs) I hate scary movies. Me too. I love true crime and I can't watch scary movies. The jump scares. Mm -mm, Can't do it. Returning to our bonus anagram of the week. Our bonus anagram this week was male slots. And that's not male slots like. Postal mail, that is like dude slots. (laughs) Calm down. The question that went with this anagram was, what 1975 Stephen King horror novel involves a man who returns to his childhood hometown to discover that the residents are vampires? And the answer is Salem's Lot. Male slots scrambles up to be Salem's Lot. I actually have a version of this scenario that is real where when I go to my hometown, a little small town in Oregon, all of my former peers are all grandparents, which is even more terrifying. Yeah, it's unsettling. <laughs> I'm so sad to see this episode come to a close. Twas a good one, but November's right around the corner and with it we must carry on. Twas a good one. Well, we hope that everybody enjoyed these festive rounds. We also hope that you have a fun and safe Halloween. And we will talk to you all next week with some more trivia. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening to Trivia Time, the podcast quiz show. We hope you enjoyed playing along. If you did, please consider leaving us a five-star review on Apple iTunes to help boost our show ratings and get the word out. We might even give you a shout out on a future episode. Tune in every week for new episodes. We'd love to hear from you if you have any feedback. Our email is triviatimepodcast at gmail.com and our website is triviatimepodcast.com. On our website, you can find a printable PDF scoring sheet, which you can use to play along with every episode. We also have links to past episodes, monthly bonus visual rounds, exciting announcements, and more. Follow us on social media for weekly answer reveals, round reveals, and exciting announcements. This week's background and answer break music was Coffee Chill Out by Roman Bellov. This has been a Pick and Shovel production recorded in Long Beach, California and Lawrence, Kansas. Special thanks to our friends, families, and all of our trivia buddies. This episode has been hosted and written by Kelly Sharon and Ricky Lime, Edited by Ricky Lime and features an intro song by Ricky Lime. Until next time, later later, taters. Haunted jock straps. Had to get that in there. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) crucial content.